All right, welcome to another episode of the Absolute Home Service Podcast. I'm Vince Hauser, one of the co-hosts, here with uh, James McCarter. And uh, today we are going to be interviewing Jeff with uh, Bright Pest Control. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Jeff. How you doing? Oh, not too bad. Can't complain. Hey, uh, so tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and uh, your company, how long you guys been around, how you got into the business. Uh, well, to be honest, me, I'm it's kind of a funny story. I actually used to be from the uh, bartending restaurant circuit, and basically I met the There's owners. a lot of roaches in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't get me started on that. That's a whole other story we don't have time for. But, uh, yeah, I met the owners through there, and never in a million years would I have thought I'd love being a bug man. That was nowhere on my radar. Been doing it just over eight years now mm-hmm. and never looked back. And, uh, but yeah, I met the Brights and they're a nice family oriented business. Right. Uh, they provided me with all the training and I, I couldn't look back. They, they really took care of me as family. So you all are, uh, y'all are family owned, locally operated. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, locally through the Louisville, Indiana, Southern Indiana area, mm-hmm. uh, family run. It started about what, 30, just over 30 years ago. Wow. And uh, started with the uh, the dad, and now it's since passed on to the, the siblings that run it now. Mm-hmm. Now, you all are doing uh, uh, different different kind of pests um, that are in the home. What uh, what kind of pests are likely in my home? Um, you're going to look at the standard house centipedes, cellar spiders, crickets. You know, your exterior walls might have you know, those roly-polies, pill bugs, uh you know, Are you sure you're not from Kentucky? Yeah. <laughs> you said roly-poly. I thought, I thought that was only a Kentucky oh, that's, thing. that's a nationwide <laughs> thing, man. So what, what else? So um, the, 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 the little potato bugs, um, as I, I believe that's actually the, another name for them, right? Oh, there's actually like 15 different names I've heard of them. Just, let's just keep them out. Pill bug is the technical name for them. Pill bug. Hmm. Yeah. Not, I haven't heard that one, but that is uh, pretty accurate. I have never heard that either. Yeah, yeah. me neither. So we've got uh, di- different kind of bugs and wasps and things like that. Yeah. So it's what uh, uh, mice, rodents, things like that too? Of course, yes. Um, what uh so you mentioned that y'all are family um family owned uh you're local here to uh local here to louisville what is the what is the difference if any between um a national uh, like a chain or a franchise versus a locally owned company like yourself me personally uh passion is the first thing that comes to mind when it, the bigger the business in my personal belief the less passion is behind the work that's done Mm-hmm. Uh, that is something that definitely stands out with me. Also, when you get with these nationwide companies, they tend to don't have so much knowledge as to what's going on locally as far as the local pests for that region. They have more of a broad knowledge across the nation. That's, I mean, don't hold me to that. That's just my personal beliefs, but seems to be true in most part. Uh, other than that, but yeah, you know, with this family-owned business, you know, when you get one of our technicians, you're going to get passion behind it. We're actually interested in what the problem is, what kind of bug it is. We can give you some valuable information as well as address the situation. You're going to get somebody in there that cares. Yeah, thank you. Now, what um, what type of criteria should we be looking for when choosing a pest control company? Of course, other than, you know, find, like, I believe the smaller the better, you know, because they get more passion behind their work. But also, I've always been a believer to look at the reviews. 
the online reviews, people are honest about that. They're going to tell you what they truly believe. And I'd be lying if I'd say we're, we got some bad ones on there too. Uh, but you're going to get people's honest opinion. Uh, also, word of mouth is the best so form of advertising. You ask your friends, you ask your neighbors, they're going to they're gonna tell you a good company to go with. How big of a service area do you all cover? Uh, I mean, I've... I've gone about an hour north into Indiana, and mm -hmm. I've, I've gone a couple hours south, almost to Lexington. I mean, we'll go, we'll go wherever people need us. All we're right. always, we're always looking to expand our area. Now, in in our general area here, how do you go about determining um, what, if any, uh, pests are are in my home? Well, I can tell you right now, without seeing your home, you got bugs. That's just the fact. Don't tell me that. Every house has them. <laughs> but fortunately, they like to stay hidden. Um, so as far as determining if you have any bugs or pests in your house, obviously you're going to want to look for the pest itself. Mm -hmm. If you're not seeing anything there, droppings are another good indication. Uh, other than that, consulting a professional is probably your best route because a trained eye is always your best way of determining what's going on. Now the peel bugs or the centipedes. Uh-huh. How do you know if you have those? Other uh, than getting the absolute hell scared out of you when a, <laughs> something with 400 legs comes running out in front of you, not seeing it, do they leave any kind of uh, tracings or anything like that? They do, but it's nothing you're going to really – it's going to go unnoticed. We're talking minor fecal spots along the baseboards, stuff like that. Nothing you're going to see obvious. You might be able to find a molt, which is their exoskeleton, when they go from stage to stage. Mm -hmm. But other than that, you're not really going to see too much. Being that I, I now know I have bugs in my house. Yep. So what what should I do? I mean, what, I mean, is this a – I call up Bright and say, hey, uh, Jeff told me that I got bugs in my house. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what's the prescription to that? Well, it depends on your comfort level. Did mm -hmm. I make you uncomfortable now hearing that? Well, I wouldn't be asking the question if <laughs> right. I wasn't uncomfortable. Well, here's the fact: is that uh, with your comfort level, a lot of a lot of insects they don't want nothing to do with us. Mm -hmm. They're just doing their own thing. We're doing our own thing. You're a pretty intimidating guy. So <laughs> that, that is the first. That's that's the first time I've ever heard that in my life. But uh, no, these these bugs they don't want nothing to do with us. That's right. the fact. Uh, our paths do cross every now and then. People mm -hmm. see them, they freak out. They don't want them. Uh, our job is to make sure that you can live in your house comfortably. Mm -hmm. Of course, that term exterminator no longer exists because they're looking for complete zero eradication. That, right. that is not a reality anymore. Uh, we're going to keep the bugs at a controlled level to where you will very rarely see them. And so you can live comfortably. So is that typically uh, weekly, monthly, bi-monthly? What's, what's that it, schedule look like? It all varies, of course, on the target pest. Um, mm -hmm. You know, certain, I hate even saying it's almost, it makes people cringe, but, you know, certain jobs like bed bugs or roaches, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to take more intense time. But certain general pests, such as those centipedes and pill bugs, we can definitely manage with a single service some people do. Others mm -hmm. will go on maintenance programs where we just come out once every three months. Okay. So it all depends on what pest we're going after. Now, is that something that you guys actually recommend to go on? Like, no, like taking comfort level aside, yes. right? You know, for example, like on the garage door side, mm -hmm. we recommend that you get us out here to main maintenance your garage every year. Um, that's just going to inc increase the, the longevity of everything involved. 
um, do you all recommend going every three months or every six months or once a year, anything like that? Yes, we uh, definitely recommend going at least every three months. That is our strong recommendation just because of the time length of the product. That's about how long you'll get a, a residual effect from it. And now these different types of treatments um, that you guys offer, well, well, first off, what different type of treatments do you offer, like different kind of like pesticides or different um, uh, controlling, I guess, factors that you all would use? Sure. Uh, well, we, we use both liquid and dry uh, application methods. Uh, we do baiting as well. Uh, we'll put out monitoring devices to see what's going on when people, like what's going on at night when people aren't active. Then, so we'll use many different tools in our, you know, arsenal to address and figure out what's going on at your house. Is the liquid or dry, is one better than the other? No, they, they're pretty much identical as far as uh, effectiveness. It's just uh, where you apply them, different places apply different products. Now with the dry or with the liquid does it um um i'm used to having those little um little bombs that you can set off inside of the house little bug bombs or sure, something like sure. that and then they require or recommend being out i think like 12 or 24 hours or something like that is it the same type of uh, setup with you all if you come in and do a treatment do we have to stay out of our house for a certain amount of time uh, again that's going back to depending on what kind of treatment you're doing some houses or some treatments do require where we do a fumigation or some require, require products that will mess with the lungs a little bit. So it does require a little evacuation for a period of time. But for the most maintenance uh, spraying and all that, you're welcome to be present at time of service. Pets, children, all of that is completely fine. And then so the people with pets, mm -hmm. they're not going to, um, is it... I know you don't want to directly ingest anything, but dogs no. lick, they, they eat, and different things like that. Is there a potential harm for any of this stuff, like, you know, a curing time or anything before you would allow a pet to come around it? Like, let's just say the baseboard spray or something right. like that. Do you want to keep them away from it or outside for any amount of time? Uh, we obviously don't want them licking the, the actual product, but if by chance they do, the with, with it being uh, uh, diluted in a uh, water base, mm -hmm. it, the... The actual amount that they would consume is non-lethal, and but just on the chance, you know, if we are applying something and if there is a case, you know, old dogs with health issues, you know, we're still observant and we take you know, extra precaution just in case. Nothing's a guarantee, of course, but right. uh, we'll take those extra precautions. But for the most part, everything that we do, if it's applied, you know, according to labels, you'll be fine. Being that you said you told me that I have bugs in my house, which I hadn't, <laughs> hadn't really. I think you're getting worried I got now. Them. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how do you know what bugs I have in my house, being that I've not seen any bugs in my house? Well, because bugs are outside. Mm -hmm. A house basically resembles an artificial tree in a sense, mm -hmm. uh, a hiding spot for a lot of insects. So they're right. going to find spots inside of wall voids and, you know, just to escape from the elements. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, there's going to be predator insects that are looking to eat those other insects, too. So those are going to be in your house, too, on the hunt for those insects. But all these insects I'm referring to want absolutely nothing to do with us. Like Except you can just let him know now you have bugs and yeah. now you have hunting bugs yeah. in there too trying yeah. to find them. Well, I'll tell you, those creepy centipedes you don't like, mm -hmm. they're your best friend. Really? Yeah. They're hunting all those other insects around your house for you. 
So if I have seen them jokers in my basement. Yeah. So if you silverfish, if you didn't have them, you'd have a whole lot more of them roly polies you keep bringing up too. <laughs> James brought the roly polies. Oh, I, no, I don't have them in my house that I know of. Maybe I do. Now, how long does it? Uh, how long does it take to? Um, what's the word that you used? Uh, you didn't say eradicate. Where oh. is that? What you guys actually do? Control is the. How word. long does it take to control them? To get the to get the pest out, and I know it's gonna it's gonna vary between you know different types of pests. For example, you mentioned um, bed bugs and roaches and stuff yeah. like that are gonna be the more harder ones. But what's the what's the typical um, house going to going to take and to yeah. to eliminate them? Let's let's say just for conversation, let's say you're just dealing with the standard house and cellar spiders. It's a very common household pest. A simple. Spraying around the baseboards, we do a one initial service, we come back in two weeks to do a follow-up application, and then once that, I've never heard a complaint. Dealing with some general pests like that, they're very easy to control and maintain, keep them on the outside. Once we get rid of them on the inside, then we'll keep a, a constant barrier around the exterior and keep any potential bugs from coming in. Is that a two-stage process? So no. do you have to, so no, you can continue. do the interior barrier yes. and then also do the exterior barrier at the same time? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Now, what can a homeowner do um, for preparation? Say you're going to come out to my house um, and you're going to do the, the baseboard treatment and things like that. What can, uh, what can a homeowner do? Um, to help you with your job, to help you be more efficient at, uh, at my house? Well, of course, uh, keeping items away from the baseboards as best as possible. I'm not talking about center mass in the room, but I'm just talking keeping them an inch or two away from the baseboards, mm-hmm. making it accessible for us to get to our, our sprayers back there. Excuse me. That'll be the easiest way. Uh, another thing, too, is if they feel they need any specific treatments, such as backs of closets or underneath sinks and cabinets you know we would ask them to clear those areas out so that we could get in those areas but those are all you know at you know on-site decisions but it's not not right we have to decide now with houses um with houses that have a crawl space do y'all do any sort of um treatment in the crawl space oh god yeah (laughs) <laughs> I know. I've seen some nasty stuff in crawl spaces. Well, me being the little guy, which going back to being intimidating, funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I get to experience all the fun crawl spaces. So yeah, we do work down in there just as much as we do in the main floors. Now, I'm not a claustrophobic person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel trapped when I'm in places. Now, I am the kind of person that if, um, and this has happened to me, it's why I don't go in crawl spaces anymore. If I get down there and get face to face with something I don't like, I like to run. Yeah. I don't like to crawl. Yep. Um, so uh, yeah, definitely, definitely more power too. What's the what's the craziest thing you've seen in a crawl space? Well, in a crawl space, I would say a family of possums. Only because it's not scary, but when you're crawling through a very tight crawl space, there was some fallen insulation, and I got about two feet away from that insulation, and, and four heads popped up out of it. <laughs> so, and it was a tight crawl space, so there was no quick getaway. So yeah, I was you know. Messing my britches a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, skunks? You ever seen skunks in there? No, thank God. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't know what to do. See now, and, and you yeah. mentioned you mentioned earlier about uh, uh, reptiles. Um, I am uh, not a fan, and that is what I ran into yeah. in a crawl space. And in fact, I'll be uh, completely transparent. 
I didn't actually see it. I just saw its skin, yeah. which was enough to let me know it was there at one point in time. Yep. So I didn't take any chances. No, um, I'm, I'm yeah. the same way when it comes to reptiles too, uh, especially enclosed areas. Out in the open through the woods, they don't bother me, but yeah. Yeah, when you can run. Yeah, when you can run, exactly. <laughs> now, we do have one crazy guy that works with us that is willing to address snake issues, but yeah, that's <laughs> not us. <laughs> We've, I've actually um, uh, seen them get wrapped up inside of the cables and drums on a garage door before. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. And still be alive. Oh, really? And you show up out there for a service call, and I'm like, oh, man, now I know who to call. Uh, I, I can use that Don't excuse real me. quick. <laughs> ask for Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> you'll just point them to the to point them in the right direction. Right. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's it's a little it's a little different running in, running into stuff like that. And I am I'm, I'm in the garage door industry for a reason. Um, you, it just takes a it takes a, and like like you said when you when you first uh, first came on, you know, you never knew that you were going to be a bug guy, and then right. here you are dealing with all this kind of stuff. It's uh, definitely takes somebody different. Um, so, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, well, here's your million dollar idea with garage doors. If you could figure out what to do with those corners to keep the mice from getting in, Mm -hmm. you'll never have to work a day in your life. (laughs) I'm going to let that be your million dollar idea. (laughs) We've, we've had uh, numerous people trying to uh, get on that. And I tell people all the time, um, and then, you know, for your own knowledge too, um, it's not like an entry or an exit door. They, they will never be 100% no, sealed. We can, get it, we can get it as close as possible, but it's, um, it's extremely difficult. For, I mean, for rodents, bugs, yeah. water, yeah. Um, different things like that. And there are some remedies we can do, but, yeah, it's, it'll never be 100%. But um, I might look into it. I might see if I can help out That's kind of our something. Achilles heel when mm-hmm. it comes to addressing rodents. So. What, uh, what about termites? Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Spring's around the corner, man. They're coming. So, I mean, I'm assuming they, I mean, I don't really know a lot about a termite other than I know it's a kiss of death if you're trying to sell a house. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how does a, where does a termite live? What's their life cycle? How does all that work? Well, I'm going to keep it on Kentucky. Okay. There's, there's a couple different species of termite out mm-hmm. there, but what we're dealing with here is subterranean termites. Okay. So these are termites that strictly live underground. All right. Uh, they only come above surface just to feed. And then they'll they'll have the swarming ones, which is springtime. That's what gets us all excited. Right. Uh, those are the elites, basically the potential queens of future colonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, termites will live underground. They'll come up through your subfloors, into your walls, in your crawl spaces, basements. I mean, yeah, like you said. Right. <laughs> so how? Here. I mean, when when you say they only come up to feed, do they? They come up and eat and then go back down for the night, or how? how oh no, they're they're working around the clock. Okay. Yeah, I wish they took time off. No. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't wish they took time off. You don't have to lie. Right. <laughs> Speaking of coming up out of the ground, isn't this year the year for the brood X cicada? That's what I'm reading. Is that uh, something? I mean, I don't think there's anything y'all can do about that, is there? No, just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, I actually yeah. like now. Do they pose any kind of threat towards the home or anything no, like that? No, that's nothing to worry about. So they mainly just stay. I mean, I know those things are those things are huge. They're huge. As I remember them, I was in um, um, what is it like seventeen, twenty years or something like that? Is seventeen. That, yeah, yeah. I was in high school. No, I was in middle school the last time that those things came about came mm-hmm. around, and it is they are ear deafening. 
Now, you know the whole story behind that, don't you? I do not. Why every 17 years it's bad? I don't know, but you're the bug guy right. and you know bugs. I, so. Well, it's, I like to share it because it's an article I read. Well, basically, there's so many different species of cicada. Yes. And through years of evolution, they have actually changed their cycles so that they don't cross paths. So one species will go every seven years, one will go every nine years, some will do 11 years. And so that way they don't ever cross paths when it comes time to come out of the ground and mate. Mm-hmm. Well... Every 17 years, those paths will cross. They all fall in line together. And so then we get hit with that mass swarm of them. Huh. That's why there's so many. Yeah. Well, and seeing the, this this particular one that comes out is the biggest one out of all of them, too, isn't it? it there's going to be a bunch of different ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that is, that is, uh, that's, it is pretty interesting. Yeah. So do you all, uh, do y'all field calls about that? No, we haven't. Uh, we we could, but I wouldn't. Well, I mean, like, do, do people call in just kind of wanting it taken care of? I, not to my knowledge, no. Uh, I mean, if it was, it would be just something we would consult over the phone. Right. You know? And now part of the consulting, um, do you all offer any type of, uh, like, written estimates or, like, a layout of treatment options or anything like that? All the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we go out there, we assess the situation, and then we draw up a plan that works best for you. So back to the the termite deal. Do you, I've seen different. There's a lot of different ways that people attempt to uh, control them. I was trying to think, remember the proper word, not eradicate or kill. Yeah. Um, so what what do you all? I mean, what's your method of uh, of getting rid of termites? Oh, I thought you were going about to hit me with some home remedies. No, no, I, I've no. heard a bunch and they're funny. Oh no. <laughs> but anyway, uh, well, I don't, I'm. I'm getting the feeling you don't like my blunt honesty too much because it's been fearing you. Oh, no, no, Here, no. Here's I, another fact you're not going to like. Okay. Everybody has termites in right. their, on their lots. The The rule is is that there's an average two to three termite colonies per lot. Okay. So it's not about... A lot being like a half an acre or... Well, what's an average lot size? About a half acre? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say that, yeah. But uh, that's the the saying basically mm-hmm. and uh so it's not about if they find a ho- the house it's about when okay so that's inevitable every house is going to have termites at least one time in its life i always heard that if there were that they could only like travel up so much concrete or they could only travel up i mean so much in treated material is that is there any truth to that or i've seen them go up to a third floor attic before Hmm. Yeah, they'll, and they didn't eat their way up. They started on the third floor. No, no, no. They went all the way up through the wall. Oh, okay. Yeah, they'll make these little mud tubes and then uh-huh. just, yeah, bypass whatever they don't want and right. write what they do want. Huh. And then of course, you know, there is a possibility too with you know moisture issues in in houses. Those swarming termites can go and colonize above ground if the moisture level is high enough. That would probably not be a good day for your house. No. Now, how would you go about um, determining if you have termites or not? For example, like on a on a finished house, mm-hmm. uh, how do how do you know if they have termites? Well, termites eat wood, and drywall does have that one thin line of paper on it, and they will eat that. So, mm-hmm. uh, something on a finished house, you would look for a little bubbling on the drywall, and those usually indicate the soft spots, and you just poke it with your finger, and it'll right through. Termites. Termites. Vince is going to be building a concrete no, house. We, yep. Yeah, that's what I mean, I'm I've just, I, we've <laughs> had termite issues, not where we live steel. now, but we've had them in the past, and uh, and I've sold enough houses that I know that is an absolute nightmare 
when they send the home inspector and the home inspector says you have termites in your mulch, you know, or you have, right. you know, and then, and then the moment that the word termites mentioned, it's a problem, yep. big problem. Yep. And then, then people like Jeff come in in there and take care of it. <laughs> and, nice, yeah. and bringing, bringing up, uh, bringing up termites when you, do you all do, you know, do y'all work with any kind of like home inspector or anything like that doing the actual inspection or is that something oh, a home inspector does? No, or? we work with real estate all the time because not only do the home inspectors got to fill out the reports, but we actually have to fill out what's called the WDI report mm-hmm. or actually a WDO organism is what they go by now, a wood destroying organism report. And, uh, that's, required within real estate and selling a house so that would cover the uh, carpenter bees as well correct yes now and carpenter ants as well anything that destroys any wood wood boring beetles yeah mm. so those uh that, that, i forgot about the wood boring bees because we've had that issue before mm-hmm. can you cover that hole and kill them or what i mean i i've heard the home remedies i mean what what's no, the that's, truth that's a requirement okay uh, you definitely want to cover those holes because like shoot them with caulk or something or yeah. great stuff I, uh, yeah, yeah. I just there you go great wood, stuff wood putty yeah that's uh, you're I torturing you, them i tell you James. i tell you what you <laughs> don't want to torture do. actually i'll tell you you can do this now i just want to see you to do this you, you want to film me doing you can this. you can go buy you a four by four post uh-huh. you can cut it at an angle you can drill holes in it you can screw this nice little mason jar in it you can take all the the advice of catching a couple of dead ones and put them in there to attract them for it not to work <laughs> and i'm still sitting out there with yeah. a flask water or a tennis racket right. catching them things every time they come by what kind of wood did you make it out of i don't know i followed a youtube video the wrong and it, did, wood. And it the didn't wrong work one. i tell you the yeah. i tell you the wood that i didn't use was the bright pest control that's what i should have done yeah if it was cedar that's probably why so is there it, it makes a difference on what type of wood that you would use? Absolutely, yeah. Insects uh, are very picky when they're building a home. Okay, I'm take I'm taking <laughs> my notes. Destroying a home. I might try this one more time. Yeah. I might try it one more time. I don't think I'm. No, I mean, if you want, you can go to hardware stores and they do sell those. Well, they, that takes away me actually having a project on the weekend. So we're giving you the opportunity to come out take a look at it. <laughs> you know, so, so but now, anyway, yes, you do want to plug up those holes because. Okay. If you don't plug up those holes, you just kill the bees that are living in them. Mm-hmm. Next season, you're just going to get another one looking at that as a prefab home. Okay. Easy to move in. So what, you know, you bring up the hardware store. So what, you know, what is the difference between um, me going and buy chemicals that say it kills everything at the at the lows and, or versus what you're using? Oh, please, come on. You're, ne- you're never going to get even close to what we use in the field. That's just a fact because All right. the reality is is you you need to be certified to use some of these products. Mm-hmm. And for legal reasons, you know, it's just it's safety issues. What does that certification process look like? Well, there's it's about a three-month training process of mm-hmm. learning to handle all the materials and uh, learning about the insects, of course. Right. But then also you got to learn about all the labels and dangers, you know. They have a bug school, or I've not seen one of them advertised before. It's called entomology. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big field. No, uh, this Just is, hits you with a $10 <laughs> word right there. This is, right? This is a... Uh, 
It's a it's a course that we do through the Department of Agriculture. Okay. And they get us all set up and certified. All right. Now, is that like uh, like in most trades that you see? So, do you have someone that would carry like a master certification, and everybody can operate underneath it, or does each and every employee in your company have to go through that certification? There is both. There is kind of like that master certification. I can't off the top of my head remember what it's called, but there is one that the owner does have. And that allows him to be an operator of a company. Mm-hmm. And then from downward, then the technicians have to have their own separate certifications. And then also, we are required to attend these seminars in order to mm-hmm. maintain a certain credit number in mm-hmm. order to keep our Kind of like a refresher course. Yeah. Continuing I mean, it. They're, most, they're, but they're constantly changing the rules and all of that. And so we got to, you know, keeping us on our toes. And so we got to stay accurate and up to date. Now, is there anything that is sold in stores that you would not recommend? For example, like, um, is there is there a, a chemical or a pesticide that you all use that would be better over something that they would have there or something that they could have that's just a little bit more harmful than you would, uh, than you would recommend? I mean, nothing off the top of my head, no. It's just I can't stress enough about applying it properly and safely. Just make sure you read the labels. The labels will tell you exactly how to apply it and everything without causing harm. Because the reality is, is yeah, you're using poison. Mm-hmm. So now on the on the DIY topic. Now one thing that I do like is I do like the fact that y'all offer these um, these uh, maintenance. Is it a maintenance plan or is it like a membership? Like, can we prepay or anything like that for a certain amount oh, of time? Of course, we always accept prepaid, but no, it's just the maintenance program. You just pay at pay at time of service for the most part. Um, Does it cover like every bug, or is it only one bug? Or uh, we have a we categorize about twelve different general insects as a mm-hmm. general pest. Mm-hmm. And we'll incorporate that into a contract, and then if you need any additional specialty insects included, then we'll... So termites are separate from everything oh, else? definitely. Yeah, that's its own contract. All right. Yeah. And But you can, you can run them on top of each other, like in, in line with the other one, though. Oh, yeah. We'll do a maintenance program once every three months, and then with termites, we'll do an annual renewal. So... Yeah. You, so having one, let's just say it's it's pesticide A and the other one's pesticide B, the the two of them won't kind of offset or affect anything? No, especially like if you're thinking with a termite treatment as to a, a pest control spray. Correct. Termite treatment, we're, we're going to be focusing on injecting the product into the soil, whereas with a pest control treatment, we're going to be focusing on the surface. So Got it. They'll never um, run into each other. So, so what I was saying was... You know, the, the DIY, and, and like I said, I, I really like the whole maintenance aspect of it because in the service industry, I like making sure that things are kept up to date and, and everything is being serviced properly. Um, but there's always going to be that DIYer out there. Is there anything, um, is there any one specific thing that we could do or that a homeowner could do in between treatments or just on their own that would uh, that could potentially help out the house? Well, a lot of, a lot of people like to buy the over-the-counter sprays uh, just for indoor-outdoor use, and, you know, that's, that's fine and all, but we don't really... It's not nearly going to be as good as it, what you it's do. It's not going to be as good, and we don't really recommend it because it could counteract what we're putting down. If you're spraying something on top of what we're putting down, it's not necessarily going to be as successful. Oh, that, def- that definitely makes sense. Yeah. I mean, so we try to ask people to stay away from that. Now, we will, of course, give recommendations as far as any kind of 
uh, mechanical alterations such as maybe caulk this void here or seal up this pet you know hole there you know we'll make suggestions like that that they can do is there a difference in uh how long your product versus a box stores product the timeline is there a difference in how long yours will last versus theirs oh most definitely the residual effect is far longer with our product compared to the -the over-the-counter you'll definitely have to apply the -the over-the-counter a lot more frequently in order to get the same results so how long um how long does your uh, does your product last? Now, I know you mentioned termites, and you want to do that annually. I mean, is there any recommendation? Would you want to go every two years or anything like that? Uh, well, no, you don't want to extend it anything past a year because uh, anything past a year, they can do some excessive damage. And just because there is product in the ground, we're talking with a, a million-year-old insect here that's, you know, it's going to find a way around it eventually. And so that's why we keep the warranty going. So if we do need to come out and do a retreat, then you're covered. And How, do, how does that warranty work? So you, you come out and spray it, and I go, Jeff, I just saw a bug. Yeah. What happens? I say, is it dead? <laughs> and you say, yeah. I say, awesome. It's doing its job. Have a good day. All right. But what if it, what if it is crawling? <laughs> if it's crawling, then I'll say. Is well, it crawling slow? Yeah. <laughs> Is it dying? Took the words right out of my mouth. I don't, I don't yeah. know how. I don't know Ask how. it how it's feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's what. That's exactly why I, I'm looking to expand the consulting because people, you know, some people do expect instant results, and mm-hmm. that's just not a reality anymore. Okay. So sometimes I got to be available just to explain to them what's going on. Okay. But on like on termites, it, well, how does that warranty work? So you come out and you know, I pay you whatever it is to treat it, mm-hmm. and termites chew my house down. What happens? Well, they shouldn't chew your house down if you've treated for one. <laughs> well, I, well, I, well, I guess I guess really the answer is what's the is there a guarantee on that or well, the we, warranty? We warranty our yeah. service for a year. Okay. Anything past that, then mm-hmm. you'll, it's up to you to extend the warranty annually. Mm-hmm. And what we'll do is we'll come out annually, reinspect the house to see if mm-hmm. the termites have returned. Okay. And then of course, if we find them, we will retreat. But that going said, we're only coming out once a year, so it's, it is up to the homeowner. If they happen to notice anything during that year that looks suspicious, mm-hmm. you know, some people get their termite treatments renewed in the winter time. Come springtime, the swarm and termites come out of the ground, and you know, right. So they're welcome to give us a call any time of year if they notice something, right. But we'll come out once a year and inspect and see what's going on. So mm. based on what you said, is there a better time to treat for anything? Term, I mean, so termites. What's uh, what's the best time that me as a homeowner should call you and say, hey, I'm ready for my treatment? I would definitely recommend springtime because that's when they're most active. And what about the uh, what about the other treatments that you have, like your just your standard um, um, roly poly bugs, ants, anything like that? What when should we get treated uh, for that? Well, that all depends. Uh, every house is different. You live in the house, so you need to kind of ask yourself what kind of issues am I uh, reoccurring every spring, summer, fall, winter, and then you gotta kind of figure it out from there. So if every springtime you got some ants coming out of the ground and they're invading your kitchen try to be a little proactive about it. If you know they're coming, give us a call about a month ahead of time. We'll come out and we'll get some product down and we'll try to nip it in the butt before it becomes an issue. Um, what is a, is, a, is a worm a pest? And the reason why I ask is in my house, that is the only thing that I get. 
I'll just go uh, walking through my house, and there'll be a worm just scooting across the floor. Now, it may have come in on a pair of shoes, or it may have come in some other way. I'm not sure, and I don't know how a worm gets in there, but is that something that you guys uh, deal with or look at? God, I knew it would be you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Worms. That's wor- what you get for scaring I, Vince. Though. Right. I have never had that question asked me before. Worms is not something, no, we do. We do. Uh, we don't do that. Um, I would definitely recommend uh, working on a way to address moisture issues in your yard if you're having an issue with worms. No, 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 no. They're in my house. Well, they're coming from outside. Uh, true. Yeah. yeah, I don't care they're, if they're, they're outside. Not, they're not living in your house. Now, do you have a crawl space? Nope, I'm on a basement. You're on a basement. Does your basement flood? It does not. Uh, do you have standing water on the exterior walls of your house? I did. You did? Mm-hmm. And since then, you're still getting worms? No, I only had one. Oh. But he was just in there, you know, just kind of rolling around. Just chilling. But I've seen it in, I've seen it in other houses before. Do. I didn't know if that's something, you know. You've been doing this for eight years. I figured you would have somebody call you and tell you there's a worm in their house. Yeah. But, no, um, that, yeah. That, that, that goes right up there with the uh, bed bug paratroopers I heard about, too. The bed bug paratroopers? Yeah. I had this one customer. Jumping off the canopies? She thought that... Uh, Birds were flying over her dro- house, dropping bed bugs on them, hmm. and that's how she got them. So your question went right up there with that. Congratulations! Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> so I'll come. Up, I'll come up with another one. <laughs> Please. I love so, it. And, so, and you, oh, go ahead, Vince. So let's talk I'll bed bugs for a second. All right. So uh, what's uh, what do they come from? Where do they live? What do you do to get rid of them? I mean, all I know is I'm scared to go to a hotel. Well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you this much. Eight years ago, it was nothing but a children's story. Don't mm-hmm. let the bed bugs bite. I right. didn't know these things were real. Right. It scared the hell out of me when I found out they were real. Hmm. Uh, but they are our master hitchhikers. Okay. Uh, depending on how far down the rabbit hole you're willing to go, I can scare the hell out of you with some stories. But they are nothing to take lightly. And uh, we are very skilled, and we can definitely address your house and save you from a nightmare i mean how i mean other than i guess seeing a bug i mean how do you know you have bed bugs well um people react differently to bites but a lot of people will notice bites on their their body Mm -hmm. uh the bug itself will be in your bed you'll notice some black spots suddenly appearing on your mattress your pillows areas like that Say I go to a hotel, I bring some bed bugs back. Do mm. they just stay in the bed? They don't live anywhere else, typically in the house, or what? I mean, or? no, they'll follow you around. Okay. Um, they'll be in your bed. They'll be on your couch, chair, wherever you spend majority of your time. Uh, their basically goal is to stick close to the food source. Okay, which is, which is uh, me. Yeah, not making me itch. Yep, <laughs> I'm all over the place right now. So, I mean, what what's the process of? Because uh, I assume there. I mean, or not assume. I want them eradicated. If I got no, that, that is something where I'll take that exterminator word pro- with pride. Yeah, okay. we will eradicate and exterminate that problem. Do you? I mean, do people have to move out or what? No, no, okay. no. No, they don't have to move out. Um, we, there is a, an extensive amount of prep work involved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is something where they do have to leave for a period of time because right. of fumigation. And, yeah, so we go full guns. Okay. Now, how long does that process take? I we we call you today and we've we've got uh, we've got bed bugs in our house and it's it's they're starting to take over. Um, how long would it take from the time that you guys actually get there to start your prep work to finishing of us walking back in our house? Well, on average, I'll tell you a month. That's on average. 
but the reality is is that it's a teamwork. Mm-hmm. Sure, you're hiring us to come and you know do the treatment and everything, but it still is a teamwork. There is a list, a laundry list of items that we ask the customer to handle, such as vacuuming and laundering of clothes and all that. So, if you can get a, a good teamwork together, then it should be no problem getting rid of the issue. And you now, do you have to throw away your couch or bed or anything? Oh uh, no, people are real quick to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. We're very good at saving furniture. Okay. Now, what about, uh, so that month time frame, is that multiple treatments or do I need to be, am I, am I out of my house for a month? No, no, no. That's, it's uh, three treatments in a month time. Uh, initial service, you would have to vacate for, and then we would come back in two two-week follow-ups, and those both you can stay present for. So the initial service is, what, 24 hours or something like that? No, we only ask for four hours after treatment, oh, providing okay. that there's no respiratory issues. Okay. Do you, I guess you, like, fog the whole house? Is that the deal? Yeah. Or? It's not a fog of the whole house. It's more of a cracking crevice, fumigation. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're trying to flush the insect out of their hiding spots not because mm-hmm. they're not in the open air area. Right, you know, right. So we're not so worried about getting it there. Right. There, now, now, let me ask you this because you're in, you're in this world and we're on this topic. Yeah. Um, and Vince brought it up. <laughs> when we do go to hotels, um, I've always, you know, I've always inspected the edge of the pillows and the stuff like that. Where should we look for them and why? So that we can't avoid bringing them back to our house. Well, first thing I do whenever I go into a hotel room is I will go right to the headboard area, the head of the bed. If there is a headboard, I will quickly inspect the headboard, but then I'll also peel back the corners of the, the sheets. And, and then like look at the seams? And look at the seams of the mattress. Those are going to be your usually your quick telltale signs. Uh, other than that, another thing that I do is if they have one of those racks, I'll put my suitcase on one of the racks, either that or just throw it right into the, into the shower. Um, bed bugs, they can't climb porcelain. They, hmm. don't, they don't have any little stickies on their paws or nothing, so right. they can't climb or nothing like that. So your stuff will be safe in there. Hmm. And then, of course. I've never heard that before. I haven't either. Yeah. Learning all kinds of stuff today. Right. Um, so... You, uh, you you say, and, I, and I've seen this on here, and then you mentioned earlier, you say that y'all are uh, into the community. Um, what do you mean by that? We're into the community in many different ways. Uh, we've, su- we've supported some local restaurants around the Highland areas. Uh, we do a lot, couple different charitable organizations where we help out. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to list them or not, but we, we help out in different areas with some charitable organizations, and then... Uh, we adopt families for the holidays. You know, we we try to give back in any way we can. And then also, you know, there's a handful of times, too, where we encounter some customers that are just on really hard times, but they got an issue. You know, you know, we'll, we'll give out some golden tickets every now and then, too, and just, sure. just to help people. You Absolutely. Know? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and just, just because I heard you, uh, you just talk about it, restaurants, do you all work with any type of restaurants or anything? As, as far as uh, servicing them or oh, putting yeah. them on plans? Yeah, we have all sorts of uh, restaurants. And I, I don't say that to make you think that all these different restaurants are having issues. It's nothing like that. Uh, we just keep maintenance programs on a lot of restaurants in order when the health department comes through, they can see that something's being done, and they're like they're just tickled pink. So Right. Well, for, for a lot of our listeners that, uh, that might own or work in restaurants, they can contact yeah. you about that as well. To Absolutely. Come Perfect. Absolutely. I'm going to take a wild guess and say there's probably not a restaurant without bugs based off of his earlier statement about my house. 
Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> but now we're talking about food product pests and stuff like that, right. and roaches and nasty stuff. Those are those are the ones that we're going to keep well under control, not the spiders and centipedes that you're worried about. So in the in the roach situation, is that a, like a weekly treatment there, or how does that work? No, usually? we would do a monthly maintenance on that because okay. we we do got to allow the product some time to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the stuff that's used today is not instant kill, so you okay. do have to allow some time to go. All right now. What about um, um, things like uh, bees and wasps? I know you mentioned like the carpenter bugs, but do y'all do any kind of like maintenance plans or any treatments that would cover um, stinging insects? We d- we do have a few customers that like to have a preventative spray, like as their maintenance program, have that insect included on their maintenance program. So, but the reality is, is we really only address those problems as they occur. Um, now in the springtime yeah there's some houses well hey i get wasps every year around the the eaves of my house and so in those kind of cases i'll sell like a preventative you know maintenance and just do a one-time spray around the exterior and that'll keep them from being able to nest now do you spray that on the ground or are you spraying around the actual openings of the doorways and things like that yeah we're spraying it anywhere that they might see as a potential nesting area awesome so that way if they land there they're gonna get you know infected with the product now I know you mentioned that you guys do um, like uh, like light rodents and stuff like that, like the mice and stuff. Sure. Do you all do anything with like birds? No. So no like bird deflection or nothing like that? No, nothing. Okay. I mean, there are pest control companies that do do that, sure. but we're just not one of them. I just use zip ties and tie them around my lights so that they don't land on them. I have seen people get pretty creative. They don't land on them. I applaud your ingenuity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about... Uh, mosquitoes because that's that seems to be the big hot item i see yard signs everywhere about about ridding mosquitoes you might get me in trouble here all right well that's what i'm all about (laughs) all right mosquitoes is something we definitely do Mm -hmm. uh we we will do a monthly maintenance program where we will come out and we'll spray your yard your trees your bushes everything that way when mosquitoes come and land they're going to die. Also, we will point out any kind of standing water areas, any kind of nesting areas that they might want to reproduce in and have you eradicate them. But the reality is, is that we would only be treating your yard, your neighbor's yard, your neighbor's neighbor's yard. They can fly. So mm-hmm. the reality is, is we would more or less be putting a Band-Aid on a broken leg. Like, that's, <laughs> that's why I'm going to get right. in trouble. Uh, so I always recommend, though, as far as mosquito treatments go, if you're going to have a barbecue over the weekend, invite some friends and family over, give us a call. We'll come out, we'll hit that the day before, and you're going to be able to enjoy that, your backyard undisturbed. Do they live in the grass, I guess? Or where, uh, where anywhere, does a mosquito live? Anywhere that there is. They prefer standing water, mm-hmm. but if there's a moist enough soil, they'll also reproduce in that too. Hmm. Very interesting. Now, what about, so earlier you mentioned uh um, kind of taking them as an as an as needed basis. So yes. if you once you uh, figure out that you've got like a wasp or problem, something like that, that you'd come out and take care of it. Now, um, touching back on the on the termites and the other stuff on the inside, mm-hmm. is that something that you would recommend uh, a homeowner being proactive and going ahead and starting that annual treatment now, or is that something that you say, hey, you're not having any issues. Let's wait until you do and then start it. Well, when it comes to things like termites, that's something that, in my belief, it's inevitable. If you haven't had them, you're going to get them eventually. 
And so I always recommend that's kind of standard to have with being a homeowner. You have your homeowner's insurance, you've got your termite protection, you know, warranty. Like that's just come standard to me. Now, as far as the other pests go, that's, you know, that's on a base by base scenario on whatever your comfort level is and what you would like. Um, the reality is, yes, there's going to be insects in your home and it's just about if you want them there or not, you know, <laughs> that's the reality. Now, I prefer not to have them. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you get you would be a weekly customer. And where and where <laughs> he where he lives at? W e a k or e e k? Yeah, we don't even do that, but we would make that for you. <laughs> where he lives, he's also got uh, he's he's around a lot of woods. So I'm assuming yeah. he's probably got a lot of those uh, those big wolf spiders that are out there. Or those wood spider those they live in wood. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. 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 Those um, those are not my friends either. Don't want to say, but maybe some brown recluse too. Hmm. Yeah, that could be fun. I've not seen too many spiders since we moved in. Now, while we were building, there were several of those gigantic jokers. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, my wife like had a heart attack. Now those one, one those ones again are your friend, right? Those are yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're, they're going to keep the other insects. The down. one that I saw is not my friend any longer. The one that I saw he either, was exterminated. Yeah, so say, I'll wait until you finish taking your drink there. <laughs> You will never guess where I was and what I was doing. I'll just tell you where I was uh, when this uh, big wolf spider come crawling out of my uh, vent register. I was in the bathroom. Nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Didn't Did you run? Anymore. He was done. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I didn't run. I waddled. So I had to tell you kind of set, oh, set the story up there. So what's the, what's the best way uh, uh, for potential homeowners, um, well, not potential homeowners, but potential clients that's wanting to uh, get in contact with you? What's the best way that they can uh, get in touch with you? Uh, phone is the easiest. Of course, we, we do have a website. The website, you, you have the option of emailing us if you need to, but the phone is the, the obvious best way. Other than that, and the the phone is that the 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 five zero two four five two nine six zero zero. That's correct. Yes. Okay. And uh, what's your uh, website address? Uh, brightpest.com. Brightpest.com. All right. And if we call today, how quickly would uh, Jeff be coming out? Uh we're pretty good at getting me there within twenty four hours. Okay. Yeah. We 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 try to stick to that, and mm-hmm. we've been successful so far. Great. All right, so when uh, when I if I do call you, um, or when I call you, I guess I should say, um, <laughs> yeah. how long are you all typically there? Well, again, it kind of depends on what we're going after, but mm-hmm. I would say on average, you look about forty-five minutes to an hour. And do I have to be home all? Do I mean every month? Do I need to be there? Or no, you- actually, uh, we have a lot of customers that. Once the issue is resolved in their house, they're mm-hmm. completely content with just an exterior-only service. Okay. And so all we got to do is show up, take care of the exterior, and we can just right. invoice you. Hmm. And you can pay over the phone. You can pay online, however you wish. Nice. Well, you got anything else, James? I don't, has answered all my questions, um, even my worm questions. So I don't, I I don't think I'm a bug expert, but I know what I can and can't kill. Yeah. So, uh, Jeff, yeah, I definitely uh, appreciate your knowledge and uh, experience on the, on this particular issue here. And then I thank you for taking the time coming in and talking no, to us today. No, it's been a treat, guys. I appreciate yeah, it. It's been a good time. I thank yeah. you for coming. Thank you. All right.